Blog Talk Radio.
We want to welcome you to Black Wall Street USA for Thursday, February 10th, 2011. I'm Sonia Cassandra Perdue, founder of CBBN, author of Black America, Asking Ourselves the Tough Questions, Book 1, 2010, and your co-host for this evening's show. Our host, Mr. Ron Carter, chairman of Black Wall Street Chicago, publisher of the South Street Journal and candidate for the Alderman for the 17th Ward Movement here in Chicago, will be joining us shortly. And you know that is Chicago's kosher, opening us up at the beginning of the show with Common Ground. Every Thursday evening, tune into Black Wall Street USA right here. Join us from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. on Thursday evenings and be a part of sustaining and increasing black businesses across the country. This show has a national focus. We reach out to organizations and individuals across the nation in our efforts to connect the dots, the spiritual dots of our people across this land. We will bring forth ideas and agendas that are already in place and let the nation know what works. Our ongoing topic for Black Wall Street USA will be, what did Black America accomplish in 2010 and what is the number one priority for our communities in 2011? That is a tough question. And although we will, we will be moving around the country to reach out to our communities, we've been to Bidden Harbor, Holland, Michigan, of course, we're in San Diego, Oklahoma, D.C., uh, we're everywhere. We're going south, we're going north, we're going east and west and across the seas. We will continue to keep you updated on what's going on in the Chicagoland area. Black Wall Street USA is the official broadcast of Black Wall Street National, thanks to the support of our national office. Thank you, Michael Carter. That's our national president. You can listen to our shows at www.blackwallstreetdistrict.com. Our show link is right there on the main page. That's blackwallstreetdistrict.com. You may also listen to a rebroadcast of this show at wjpcchicago.com every Saturday morning from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. That's www.wjpcchicago.com. This is Black Wall Street USA. Our call in number is 347 347-326-9477. 347-326-9477. I've got the chat room open. Leave your company information and website links in the chat room. That's how we connect. Press the number 1. That's an indication to me that you want to speak to our host. You have a question. You have a comment for our guest. Catherine D. Tycoon, that's Dr. D. Tycoon, will be our guest for this evening's show. And among the hundreds of other things that Dr. D. Tycoon is involved in, she is currently running for Alderwoman of the 21st Ward here in Chicago author, master mentor, and business professional. She has a lot to share with us this evening, and she has a couple of books out, some CDs. So we would certainly want to hear more about what's going on with her. I'm very excited and thankful that she she's joining us this evening. Just a few more announcements before we bring our host on and go to our guest. On Tuesday evenings, right here on CBBN on Blog Talk Radio, we have a new show, The Consumer Show. It's on the air every Tuesday at 7.30 p.m. with attorney and CPA Derek McNeil. I think we've done about three shows so far on mortgage foreclosure, how to understand your mortgage, and last Tuesday it was how to fight your utility company. This is where Mr. McNeil will answer your questions about real estate, business law, consumer protection rights, your political and legal questions, and he has a biting turn. It is interesting. 
I find it interesting, and I'm, I'm, I'm his co-host for that show also. You can listen to that show in our archives right here on Blog Talk Radio. So be sure to tune into the Consumer Show, 7 Thursday on Tuesday evenings. Now, last Tuesday, we also did a special broadcast on job openings in the Chicago area. This last Tuesday, we focused on upcoming job fairs, so you may want to check in our archives for that show because there are about three or four other ones coming up, and you don't want to miss it. And you also may want to pass it on to someone in your house that you know networking that you told to go get a job today. You want to listen to that show and give them that information. You listen to Black Wall Street USA. I'm Sonia Cassandra Purdue. We want to send out our shout-outs, our thank yous, our hugs, and our kisses to all of those who attended our last Let's Meet on the Street, that is 35th Street, Networking Chicago-style event last Friday over at the offices of the South Street Journal. The feedback has been fantastic. I am so appreciative. Our keynote speaker was candidate for mayor, William Doc Walls, and what a class act he is. He presented his platform for us gave us his time and his attention, and answered all the questions of our guests. Thank you so much for being with us that evening, Doc Walls. Patricia Horton stopped by that evening as well. Ms. Horton is running for the Office of City Clerk here in Chicago. Now, that office is not an office or a position that you hear a lot about, but she gave us some lessons on the importance of the role that the city clerk plays in Chicago. We appreciate her, and we hope that she can call in and be with us this evening. Also that evening, last but not least, especially for beauty salon and spa owners, there was a special presentation by Loftus Consultants, because we network and do a whole lot of things. We provide information that you can use. Now, Loftus Consulting presented a program for us on how to increase, increase your spa and salon revenue in less than 30 days. Loftus Consulting will show you how to do this with no out-of-pocket expense. This program is phenomenal. This program is uniquely designed to enhance the quality of service and products available to your target client base. If you know someone who owns a beauty salon, you should have them contact us at CBBN or right here. You can have them call me, 312-239-8835, and I will connect you with Loftus Consulting. Or you should come over and be a member of Chicago's Black Business Network.com. Join us today and touch the world. CBB, CBBN member Samuel Moore and Burrow Martin were our sponsors for that evening. You can visit this printing and design company, www.burrowmartin.com, on their website, and you will see some phenomenal print and designs. I don't even want to give it away. Uh, taller than buildings. It is phenomenal. We saw some of their brochures and some of their artwork. You should uh, you should really, really take a look. If you look at our Blog Talk show page here, you will find a link to Burrow Martin. Tell them that you heard about it on CBBN on Blog Talk Radio. And we certainly want to have the owner, Frank, and his national uh, director there to, on an upcoming show probably in a, uh, one of the maybe next Tuesday or the, uh, the week after. But we do want to hear about all the fantastic things that they are doing in the printing industry. Visit us at chicagoflagbusinessnetwork.com. Join us and touch the world. On our main page on CBBN, you will see a box that says, join our mailing list. Maybe I should use the correct term, banner, that says, join our mailing list. Click on that banner on our main page and 
put in your email, and you will get all the information on upcoming events. We surely want you to come on and join us. Now, Ron Carter is the host of Black Wall Street USA and has been so for a year. And for all of you that don't know, Ron Carter is running for alderman of the 17th Ward here in Chicago. Coming up this weekend on Saturday, February the 12th, and Citizens to Elect Ron Carter will be hosting an open house and fundraiser at his campaign headquarters located at 1000 West 69th Street here in Chicago. That's Saturday, February 12th from 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. at 1000 West 69th Street. That's another Black Wall Street district. For more information, you may contact Mr. Carter at 312-624-8351. I'll repeat that. I'll slow down for you. 312-624-8351. We'll repeat that later in the show, and we're going to have some more announcements later in the show. But let's do this. Let's do this. Let's bring on the host of the show, Mr. Ron Carter, chairman of Black Wall Street Chicago, publisher of the South Street Journal, and future alderman of the 17th Ward. Welcome to the show, Ron. How are you? I'm pretty good, Sonia. Thank you for those remarks and that prediction. That is very enlightening to me. I appreciate that very much and glad to be back here on our show uh, talking about the issues. And each time you go over what we've done over the past year, I'm still somewhat amazed of how much we have covered and the knowledge even that we receive from the many uh, callers and the guests that we have had on the program. Some of them have been way out there. Some of them have been smooth, calm, and collective. But overall, we definitely get something out of each show. I think that maybe once or twice, or maybe once, it was just you and I. Was there just you and I on the program just once? I think it was just once. Somebody didn't show up. Don't say who it was. But uh, just once. But we, yeah. uh, we didn't have a problem telling that two hours, did we, Rock? <laughs> no, we did not. You know, we just went right at it. And, um, you know, it's still it's a good reflection of what the, the Chicago's Black Business Network has produced with this program to the point it started getting you extra busy, hasn't it? Uh, I don't know if that word. I gotta find another word dis, dis, dictionary for extra. <laughs> but it has been <laughs> extra doesn't say it. But it's a good experience. I'm a workaholic anyway, running around looking for some more work. You know, I'm, I'm nuts like that. I'm having a good time. I'm having a great time. Ron, this uh, and since you mentioned our past guests, uh, why don't you tell our listeners who some of our past guests have been? Wow, Sandra, why do you want to put that? Are we talking about a year, uh, every week? <laughs> For a year, you know that's fifty-two. That's more than fifty-two individuals that you want oh, me to call on, out. Uh, As a matter of fact, it's more than know. fifty-two individuals. It's probably maybe about fifty-two times three. That's over uh, maybe a hundred and thirty guests you want me to call out. Gosh, but I guess one that really struck me uh, was uh, Ben Harbin, uh, Michigan. That was maybe about a month ago, and that somewhat kind of summed up a lot when we asked the question, what has the black community have actually achieved in uh, the year 2010, and what should we expect for the year 2011? So that one stays on my mind because 
we have to go to uh, Ben Harbor, Michigan, and what the uh, the Reverend that was on the guest uh, was the guest on the program. He called us out. He's been fighting a fight where Ben Harbor Ben Harbor is maybe about eleven thousand uh, uh, population, and ninety nine percent of them are black, and they probably have maybe three black businesses. And he called it out based on how he, and this is a, a city in the north that you would think it was somewhere down south somewhere, the way the black community are still subservient to white supremacy. And they are sometimes complacent in that. So he raised the question and called us out to send a de- delegation uh, there and which we did made a commitment that we will be going to Ben Harbor sometime in March in order to and what his position was that he's been crying the the togetherness and to step up to the plate for the residents there but he said it needs to come from some outside source they need to hear what he's been saying uh, from some other people. So that's one that really has stuck with me based on the work that we have to do and, and the work that we have not done and the, 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 the I guess the, the mindset that many of us are at that we have not uh, achieved what we wanted to do. I think that uh, there's been a lot of good comments, there's a lot of good advice, a lot of good examples of people doing things, but sometimes those that look at us as uh, subservient and parity to America kind of stands out. I mean, when on our first programs, when we first started, maybe about a month later, we had Guy Williams on the program, and he indicated that the disparity of the black assets are that of $18 uh, $18 compared to whites of maybe about $89 and that he sees that there's no way that the black community and this is a financial uh, investor, a real estate uh, uh, tycoon so to speak and he indicates that he don't see no way that blacks would ever come in parity of norm of equal to white folks. And uh, so we did have uh, Otis Monroe on the program, and he indicated, yes, there is a way. And so there was some concern of debate out of respect of where we're not going to be and where we can be and how we close that gap, you know, to be in parity to all other nationalities. So as we travel around the country, and even as we travel through the streets of Chicago, we have had guests that have had a tremendous amount of concern, of drive, and focus to sustaining and increasing black business. And then we had someone talked about the cosmetic, the cosmo effect of the universe, of how. Um, the, the status of the black community. Matter of fact, when he got in and started talking about it, I was kind of at a numb listening to him, uh, wanting him to continue as, as I was beginning to learn a lot. So we have had 
many guests in these last uh, uh, 12 months and, uh, well, no, not 12, 14 months now uh, of guests on the Chicago's Black Business Network. And we look at it as our program has been more of a an action, a call of action, opposed to a, just a general conversation. Uh, a lot of people have been to our business networks that uh, uh, Chicago's Black Business Network have uh, led the way to. So uh, people not only come on and they listen, but there is some directive of action as we talk the talk. We also start walking that walk. And so I feel good about it. I didn't think I could do it for 12 months, but I look forward to it. I think that I probably missed maybe about two shows within the year, but you have been steadfast. And, uh, wow, Sonia, are you a superwoman or something? <laughs> I must be enjoying myself. It's, it's a, a phenomenal thing to me that I would even keep a job this long. But <laughs> <laughs> But you listen to Chicago Black Business Network. We're here with Ron Carter, Chairman of Black Wall Street Chicago, and this is Black Wall Street USA. And it's uh, it's not strange that you would mention the show with Benton Harbor, which wasn't that long ago, wasn't this year, but that show got more reaction than any show that we've done the whole year. We had we've had uh, Dorothy Brown on the show, Senator Donnie Trotter, Illinois State Representative. Lashawn K. Four, uh, Khalida Muhammad, ex-wife of Muhammad Ali. We've had a variety, variety of people on the show, and no show, no show, no show got as much, much reaction and response as that show out of Benton Harbor. It did stir stir up those muddy waters, and that's what we're here to do, and that's what's going to happen as we move across the country and listen to what is going on in our community. Not only listen to what's going on in our communities across the country, the small ones, the large ones, what the, the small cities, the large cities, wherever they may be, wherever they want us to be, but be a vehicle and a tool. That's how I feel about it. Be a vehicle and a tool for them to tell us and share with us what is going on around this country and around the world, if if necessary and if it need be. Ron, let's talk about what's going on with Black Wall Street USA before we go to our guests. Yes, we uh, naturally we have our uh, committee meetings on uh, Thursday morning, and we had a real intense uh, meeting to discuss parity. We are we just left our summit of December the fourth. Now we're moving on to the next summit for uh, the last week of March. So we are preparing for that summit, and as we prepare for it on today, we talked about legislation and parity in which we are moving on an action for this Wednesday to have a press conference to hold elected officials accountable to the automatic menu where we want that automatic menu to reflect the racial parity of that population. Uh, so many times throughout the whole country, whether it's in Washington, D.C., San Diego, Oakland, California, um, Atlanta, New York, uh, whatever major city, the population of black people do not represent a fair share 
of the city's contract, even to the point if we are looking at our sales somewhere about 15% of the population of the United States, we're still at somewhere maybe about 2% of the contracts is that much. In Washington, D.C., where the black population is approximately about uh, 70, uh, 75% of the population of Washington, D.C., blacks receive somewhere close to 1% uh, of the city contracts. And here in Chicago, we are 40% of the population, and we're just 88% of the contracts. So today in our meeting, we want to address that with a resolution that will call for the alderman to take on that responsibility to control the contract procurement process because the city of Chicago has failed. Year after year after year after year, the city has failed to bring the contract procurement to represent the population of black people. So our position at Black Wall Street is to take that in our own hands and to take it in our own hands where we want to hold it dear to our hearts from the alderman perspective as they control which capital improvement is going to be going on in their respective wards. We not only want them to decide what those capital improvements are going to be with their $1.3 million, but who's going to do the work. So, so so many times you see young brothers sitting on the porch, hanging out, smoking blunt, while you look across the street and you have other nationalities doing the work. Uh, we got to change that. So that was a discussion of a follow-up where we have had three mayoral candidates have signed on to this, uh, to this parity. We have had five automates signed on to it, and 15 automatic candidates. So we mean business to move on that. And we're going to be moving forward for this Wednesday with a press conference to address that. In addition to that, we also are moving on our Black Wall Street districts. Uh, we started off with 75th Street as a Black Wall Street district. Now we are up to 13 districts. And two of those districts include Peoria, Illinois, and of all places, Gary, Indiana, in which um, there is one person that came to our matter of fact, we might have we need to get him on the program because Gary, Indiana, historically as it is, where it had the first black political agenda in nineteen seventy two in Gary, Indiana. And all black leadership around the country came to Gary, Indiana, to pass a covenant of where we should be. But from that date of 1972 to this day in 2011, Gary, Indiana almost looked like a ghost town as far as, uh, as, far as its business representation. So we have joined with people in Gary, Indiana, to call Gary a Black Wall Street district. And that means that we want Gary, Indiana, to take the lead, the people of that community to take that lead, because we know that one day somebody is going to say we're going to take advantage of that ghost town and turn it around, and it's neither going to be later or sooner by somebody else or by us. So uh, a representative of ours, uh, Gary uh, Ricky Cease, 
has a plan. His plan is to build a high-rise residential, hotel, commercial uh, building uh, uh, on 5th and Broadway, and that's going to be the anchor where we're going to join with him and bring in the resources and bring in the movement and the spirit that Gary, Indiana, can be just as rich and just as viable as any other city in uh, this United States. So we're moving on that agenda to uh, make that happen. Uh, We have had developers at the meeting today that are very concerned and the the eye of what we see is not always what it's going to be. So people came to the table today with a vision to include Gary in, in, in that focus. And so with that, we are also focusing on the 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 funding that the state of Illinois has embarked on to benefit blighted, uh, blighted community areas that are sitting on their butts with this money. So our chair, our vice chair, uh, Cheryl Calvin, has been leading the way for some accountability. And we talked about the City of Chicago 2040 plan of how everything relates to what the city is going to do in the year 2040 as it relates to the actions that is taking place today. So we have engaged the Chicago planners to include black districts, in those plans and to follow up with the assessment of uh, of resources and money and grants where Cheryl Calvin is taking that lead. So our agenda is pretty full. Uh, it's always ongoing, and we are planning our next summit in order to represent not only those issues but issues that come about in the midst of our planning. And we know that this contract issue is a very intense and sometimes a frustrating uh, focus. But as we continue to deal with the assessment and the frustrating, we also see other people reaping the benefits at our expense, even to the point where the federal government has mandated that it's not about your ethnic your ethnic background. It's about you just being a minority. And as we have changed from being a, a blacks to a minority, as far as the count, our participation in the contract procurement have decreased. Nothing against um, uh, Caucasian women. Nothing against gays. But they are more of a count than blacks that has historically have led the way of equal opportunity for all. But as we have led that way throughout the years, from the uh, uh, from the Jim Crow days to the civil rights to the black power movement to this day of uh, equal parity of economics, we still have not gained our parity of the benefits. Uh, the Chicago Urban League just came out with a report that blacks are beginning to have a more movement in business and entrepreneurship. Uh, and I think they said there was something like a 60 per, 60% increase in blacks being involved in entrepreneurship and business. I don't know if that is a trend based on uh, the desire or sometimes people are forced to go into business 
based on corporate America laying off people with high skills, and so they take those. Well, but I hear that a lot from people that are in business. They make that statement. I used to be with corporate America. Now I'm on my own. So I don't know if that was just a if that's a trend, or if that is by necessity that we're going into the entrepreneurship uh, focus. So the agenda today of Black Wall Street continues to drive on a weekly basis every Thursday at 8.30 with an intensity of building up for that summit in March. Woman, yes, we got a lot going on. Yes, you do. You got a lot going on. You listen to Black Wall Street USA. I'm Sonia Purdue, your co-host. Our co-host this evening is Ron Carter, chairman of Black Wall Street Chicago and candidate for alderman in the 17th Ward. Now, our guest is on the line, Ron, Dr. D. Tycoon is also running for office in Chicago. She's running for the office of Alderwoman of the 21st Ward here in Chicago. She's an author, master mentor, business professional, and entrepreneur herself. And we're going to talk about your campaign a little bit more and some more things that are coming up and, and what's going on with Cheryl Gavin. And, yes, we want to get the chairs of Gary in here. But first we want to welcome Dr. Tycoon, to Black Wall Street USA. You're on the air with Ron Carter. Welcome to the show. Hi. Thank you. Hi. How are you? I'm fine, Ron. How are you? I'm good and pepped up as usual. Uh, you know, I used to live in the uh, 21st Ward. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Now, what would have happened if I would have stayed in the 21st Ward? Uh, things probably would be a lot better you here. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, so you are uh, looking at uh, being the next alderman of the 21st Ward. What prompted you to take on that that vast uh, role based on the credentials that you have that are more that you have set the trend your own self based on your background and your own leadership with uh, the uh, churches, communities, business leaders, and doing family resources and your uh, your focus and successful builders incorporated, uh, you're into uh, DVDs, CDs, and you are a self-person that what makes you want to change all these achievements that you have to be gullible to what maybe about thirty three thousand people knocking on your door. <laughs> well, you know, I just believe that there's a time and a season for everything, and I think that the twenty first ward is in need of the services that I have. So, in order for me to really work with the community on a full time basis and help them the way I love to do so anyway, because for about six years I volunteered under Alderman Brookings as a volunteer within the ward to help uh, in the ward. And so, uh, I don't know if you, uh, I, I try, I'm going to try to be extremely honest here. I hope you can handle it as well as the listeners. Um, I, uh, can you handle it, Ryan? <laughs> I'm a newspaper man. Ain't nothing I can't handle. Shoot it. <laughs> I just want to make sure you can handle it. You know, I, try, I try to keep it real, you know. But um, Keep it real. Yeah. The truth of the matter is um, I realized 
when I went out, at first this is how I started out. I kind of, I was trying to give uh, Howard Brookers another opportunity to be the alderman of the ward, you know, and uh, maybe back him and maybe, you know, give him more time. You know, sometimes people need time to, to do improvements and they need time to stick to their word, you know. So what happened was I got petition petition letters for him, and I tried to go out to the community and get some signatures. But people would not back me with giving signatures to him. So in that, I said, well, if they won't sign the petition, now I know I've been working extremely hard with the community for over six years. I would not want to see someone else take opportunity of being the argument of the ward and not give it a shot myself because I know how dearly I love the 21st ward because I've worked so hard uh, in the community on a volunteer basis, not taking a dime to do anything. It just strictly came from the heart because I love the people. So, you know, I felt like, you know, it's time to go ahead and take a stand for working full-time as a community advocate and not just doing it on a full t- uh, I'm sorry, on a part-time basis where I'm just, you know, asking for things to get done and a lot of times more than a lot of times they don't get done because uh, the the request that we get it put in is not met. So I figure, you know, we have a good, a lot of good ideas, and and we should be able to move forward with those ideas. So I figure, you know, well, I'm going to go ahead and run because I know, you know, I don't know the agenda of anyone else. You know, I can't speak of them, but I know my agenda. I know the purpose of me being there. So I need to step forward and step out and, you know, just help the community how I really want to help them. And I, I just believe they have um, – they have a need right now for someone like me. I am a master coach for life, business, and relationship. And I feel like I was listening to, you know, the, 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 everything you were speaking about on the radio. And one of the things you were speaking about is the mindset. And I think the number one thing, Ron, with our people when it comes to businesses, would you like for me to, you know, kind of elaborate on my opinion of that and from my professionalism, what I saw in, in coaching? Okay, great. The number one thing to me, and this is like, I'm going to say almost 80% of the people that try to go into business or that go into business, because that's what I do for a living. I help people start, either start a business from the ground up or I help them to grow a business that's already started. A lot of times, it's the fear of failure. If people could get past the fear of failure and be ready to be a risk taker, then they can move forward with doing what it is they need to do. You know, I a lot of it's a lot of times. Uh, and that's just, it, it's a natural thing for anybody. You know, you, you get a little afraid that you may feel in a, in, in, a, in a business when you try to step out there. So that's one of the things that I see uh, that a lot of people have is the fear of failure. So in being the alderman in the 21st Ward, a lot of times I believe, and this is, this is my opinion, that in order to help the mindset of the people, you can't try to help them on a one-time basis. It's got to be something that's consistent. You know what I'm saying? Right. 
Mm-hmm. You have so to bring you, in help that. Go ahead. Right. Now, if you look at the concept of the fear of failure, um, is there a fear of failure politically as well? Well, well, when you say politically. Well, for the ward as a whole, um, and is it a, a, a fear of failure or apathy, or is it a apathy uh, not to well, when I was, well, I was speaking more about when it comes to on the small businesses. I guess I got a little I pushed over to the small business aspect of it because I was thinking back to the radio, what we were talking about in um, in in on the earlier part of the radio with uh, people owning businesses or you know taking that chance of being business owners because we do want to promote more um, black businesses in well, our community. If you look at the, uh, the 21st Ward, yeah, I. I but, um, I'm looking at it, and the 21st Ward has uh, 87th Street, 95th Street, uh, Ashland, and Halsted. Mm-hmm. Um Is there a concentration or a fair representation of black businesses in the 21st Ward? Well, there are some black businesses in the 21st Ward, but no, there's not a high... Uh, rate that it should be in the 21st Ward. And that's why I figured that I would make a good candidate of being the alderman. You know, I just believe if the head is on straight, then the body can function right. You know what I'm saying? Well, well so, is there a, uh, where has there been a, a focus of, 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 of black business? I mean, understanding that you have worked with the alderman for, you said, six six years? Yeah, but and when I was working with the alderman, you know, I, this is me. I believe in following leadership. And one of the leaderships of the alderman, of the alderman Brookings, he really was more focused on bringing big developments. And, I, you know, I tried to talk to him about, well, you know what, maybe we should focus more on the small businesses, but more than he, anything, he wanted to focus on bringing in big development. So, you know, you you can basically tell somebody, but you can't make them do it once they're in power, you know. So, so what would you say is the uh, potential for small business growth? Uh, you know, I mean, naturally, the uh, the 21st Ward is right next door to the, uh, uh, to the 17th Ward. Exactly, like right across the street from. Oh, yeah. And so our two business strips uh, connect, such as Halston and such as Ashland. And they both have a low representation of uh, black businesses. And, Mm -hmm. you know, so what is the potential of what you see can happen in the 21st Ward as far as not only uh, business as a whole, but black businesses. Exactly. I think yeah, that it's a, a, a great potential for black businesses as a whole to, to come in the 17th Ward as well as the 21st Ward. It would be a great thing for us to, uh, I, I just really love the ideas of Black Wall Street. Do you have a, or can you vision a projection of how many black businesses 
that there can be uh, developed, taking in consideration what you stated earlier, that there may be a fear of going into business. Right. Well, I think a lot of people want to. A lot of black people really want to go into business, and they've tried to go into businesses, but, you know, they need that support, you know, financial support as well as some guidance on on how to do some of the things that they need to do to run the business successfully. Um, and you do have some people that's in the world that know how to run a business, and maybe they don't just have that support they need financially in order to run it. If there was a, a strip, of of a commercial area in the twenty first ward that are you familiar with the 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 Black Wall Street uh, concept and uh, mission? Yes, I am. I'm, I'm, I've attended. You all had an event that I attended. Um, I think it was last month, and uh, it was really informative. I enjoyed it. And uh, was the business network or the summit? Uh, it was a. Ne- uh, I believe it was a network. Oh, okay. And I got a chance oh. to the network. I got a chance to um, meet quite a few people that were on board with you all. Mm-hmm. So if if you looked at a prime strip of uh, commercial area that can be prime for a Black Wall Street district in the twenty first ward, what where would you say that that would be? Well. We- well, we have quite a few um, empty spaces in the ward, and I think it would be a great place to have where uh, there's a whole lot of traffic. And there's a whole lot of traffic um, up and down Hofstede, as well as there's a lot of tra- and, and space um, over, um, uh, you know, not not close to that new development because the, all those stores like Walmart is kind of getting, going to have a lot of business coming there. So mm-hmm. we would, uh, it's, it's a but lot of For the most part, in that mall there where that Walmart is being developed, there mm-hmm. might be a very small chance of black businesses uh, being able to afford that type of uh, rent per month in order yep. to sustain themselves. Uh, so exactly. So where then would you Hostage. look at where there can be a more accessible rent management in order exactly. for businesses to, to to develop a profit? What what strip of land would you say that that would be? I would say Halstead. I would say Halstead Street. Um, from what? Uh, well, from what areas? Well, I would really have to think on what would be the best development. I don't want to just say that would be the perfect, what spot would be the perfect spot. I would rather, you know, kind of look at it and see what okay. we're looking at and, and come up with a good plan. Right. Uh, but well, I you know I'm the chairman know, of Black I, Wall I, Street, right? Huh? You know I'm the chairman of Black Wall Street, correct? Yep. You know, you <laughs> yes, know what I my do. mission is, don't you? I'm trying to get a Black Wall Street over in the world. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> That's what it be. Oh, but clear. you know, I'm already on board with that. We need that. <laughs> I'm serious. We really do. Okay. Yeah. Matter of fact, I think you know that that is um, uh, the 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 concept of Black Wall Street is not so much of a nationalist uh, type of attitude, but 
mainly a uplifting of different communities to be able to identify a a measurement of growth opposed to a uh, a growth of no, not taking that much away from a Walmart per se, but that's not a economic growth for black folks. I'm not taking anything no, away from it. I just, but it's still something that other folks control. And our mm-hmm. three-year-old kid on uh, on on Halstead need to see their own. So That's yeah. Right. So with that, uh, now we are also, as I stated earlier, we was talking about uh, parity of the automatic menu to be under the control of the alderman uh, of the automatic menu. Uh, mm-hmm. What is your view of that? Well, um, I just feel like the best thing for us to do on the, for that menu was just to move forward with getting everything that we need. Mm-hmm. Would you um, would you be in favor of the alderman controlling the contract procurement of the capital improvement program? Yes, of course. Oh, okay. Well, uh, did you hear our show earlier based on the upcoming press conference with uh, people that are uh, at least candidates and a few aldermen and mayoral candidates are looking at having a press conference to announce that? Did you hear that part of the show? Uh-huh. I did hear that. Was that on a Wednesday? I need the date again. Yeah, it'll be this coming Wednesday that we're going to do that. We're going to make sure that we follow uh, up to give you some background information on that. Now, are you, um, how many candidates are running in the uh, 21st Ward? Six. Six? Uh, mm-hmm. What What makes you stand out between all the rest of them? Well, first of all, what makes me stand out is that I'm not on the ballot. I'm a write-in candidate, which that in itself is totally different from a punch. Mm-hmm. And there's never been an alderman ever to win as alderman as a write-in. Mm-hmm. Now, there has been senators and presidents, but there's never been an alderman to win as a write-in. So we have really um, been excited about this because we're taking it to a whole other level of, um, I would say, Fun and excitement and teaching of, and educating our people. A lot of people didn't even know what write-in is. Mm-hmm. So now we have another Did opportunity you to, to be a write-in candidate. Huh? Did you choose to be a write-in candidate? Yeah, I choose not to continue going on with the political game that I noticed that was going on. So I figured this is an opportunity for me to just stop right here with the games and just keep moving and go on. In campaign because I am a real can, uh, candidate. I'm I, I'm not one for a lot of games. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, a little backtrack here. Um, there's another person that I will somewhat assume that work with the alderman as well. That's now a candidate, and that was the son of the former alderman, now Sherman. Is this mutiny, or is it that there's some fundamental issues with the current alderman? 
I would just say fundamental issues. Mm-hmm. And uh, with that in mind, uh, you know, even as uh, I still take the position of being, uh, you know, a candidate myself, has those uh, fundamental issues been addressed to him um, uh, directly to see if there can be some type of uh, uh, compromising? Well, I have to, I have uh, addressed him directly. Yes. Mhm. Okay. Do you and think that uh, has he listened, or is it basically deaf ear? How would you assess that? Well, I think from the experience that I've had with him, I think that he had his own agenda to do what he felt was the best, and without really looking at the whole situation at hand and uh, really moving forward what he sees the community needs as a whole and not, you know, has the, you know I don't, I, on a small level, you know, it wasn't, to me it wasn't including the whole need of the community, you know. It was just, well, this is what I want to do right here, this is what it's going to be. You know, I, I, you know, I, I see big development. I don't know about the small, you know, business thing. So, I really, I can't really, I don't. To me, I guess that's what he did, what he thought was best. But I know that the twenty first more needs much more. They need much more. Okay. So, um, in, in that once uh, much more, what are some of some uh, initial? directions that you would take on right away? Well, first and foremost, you know, I know that uh, jobs, that we need an increase of uh, good-paying jobs with good benefits. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I just, I, I, it's, I'm kind of fed up with the poverty that's going on in our community, and we don't have to live that way. You know, so I, I feel like we need to network with some uh, high-paying jobs with great benefits and that people can actually live off of. Mm-hmm. You know, bringing in, you know, Walmart is, you know, it's one thing, you know, but I don't see people being able to have uh, living wages off of that. You know what I'm saying? So I think that we need to network with some bigger businesses that will bring in some uh, income that the people can live off of, is and it could be beneficial is there to a our projection people. Of how many, uh, is, there, is there a projection of how many people can be for, uh, uh, jobs can be projected for the ward? Say it again. I'm sorry. Is there a projection of how many jobs that can be developed for the ward? Oh, yes. Yeah. Thousands of jobs can be uh, developed in the ward. I mean, you, it, 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 just think about it. If we brought in Black Wall Street and we uh, and, and we have uh, long strips of Black Wall Street and having people bring in their own businesses, within those businesses they create jobs. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, so and, and, and networking with bigger companies and having them to come in to bring uh, businesses that help uh, but even the black businesses. Mm-hmm. You know, right. So when we look at well, how do you view this um, the the new city council for the most part 
that there is projected that there will be approximately 20 new aldermen at uh, the city hall. Normally, in most elections, there may be about five to ten new aldermen, but this time it is projected there at least be 20 based on at least 11 are not going to be running again. So we know we're going to have at least, you know, just given the numbers, there's going to be 11 for sure, and in the norm, there's always at least uh, 7 to 10 new aldermen. So you're really going to have almost uh, at least close to a half of new aldermen, and there could be more than half. How do you project the, the, the city council and how and knowing that we're going to have a new mayor? So we're looking at, do you see that there's going to be a new uh, a wave of direction for the city council with a new mayor and almost at least uh, close to new aldermen? Yes, I really do. I think that it's a good thing that we have some new people because we have a new mayor. We need some new aldermen. We need someone. Uh, we need aldermen that have uh, that are ready to and excited to do something new. You know, because sometimes the people been sitting in seat so long they don't get you know and comfortable and in the in the midst of a lot of mess that they may have got themselves tied into and they don't have the community in, in the front forth of their head. So I think it's a good thing. Okay, and then is there a a projection that you foresee as it comes uh for the uh, who should be the next mayor? I'm still thinking on it. Still I'm still thinking about it. I want to make sure that I make a sound decision. I am still mm -hmm. thinking on it. Mm -hmm. Do you think that that is the? Uh, I, I think I heard something that uh, Carol Mosey Braun has a projection of approximately about six percent of the vote. Do you think that's a fair assessment? from the Chicago Tribune, taking in consideration that they have endorsed uh, Rahm Emanuel for mayor. Is, do you think that's a bias or that's a true representation? Well, I say bias. Mm -hmm. mm, okay. Um, so would you give a or is it fair for you to give a number of what you think that her percentage could represent? I don't have a number. I could. I really couldn't say it, and I don't want to say it. I just kind of, I'm just hoping that we in Chicago, we do the very best thing for the people. Because Chicago, we just tired, we fed up, and it's time for a new thing. And we just need to keep it moving in order to have a great city for us. And that's just the truth, Ryan. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, then, if you looked at the, um, the it, I guess, the city council and the Chicago as it has been in the norm, uh, would you think that Chicago needs a – a black agenda. Given that we have a black caucus, do you think that there needs to be a black agenda as it relates to 
the city hall. Say it again, Ron. We was getting a look. Uh, we do have a black caucus. We do have a black caucus in the city mm-hmm. council. Uh, however, do you think that Chicago or the black community needs a black agenda as it comes to the uh, city hall? That there needs to be a black agenda presented in the legislation of city council. Come on that line. You know we do. Because it's pretty much like we've been left out. Of course we do, you know. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Well, and, and carrying out that, how would uh, you think that that needs to be uh, focused? I mean, is it something that probably needs to be presented before February the 22nd or be developed and focused on afterwards? I think that it is both. We don't have to wait till after February 22nd. We can speak on it now and look to, you know, put forth some effort into bringing um, those uh, ideas and, and, and those uh, and the plans together. We don't have to wait till after February 22nd. Let's just all get get the right mindset and be on one accord. Mm-hmm. So, how do you feel when it comes to the um, uh, the uh, the contract procurement with uh, City Hall? Is there a a a focus? You know, even though we are looking at the control of the automatic menu, do you think that there should be a another approach uh, to address the contract procurement? of uh, City Hall to have a better representation of blacks? Yes, I do. Because um, 8% is rather low, you know. Uh, that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, any particular measurement that you think that needs to take place, whether it's regarding the unions or the uh, bonding or certification, uh, are there some specifics that you think that needs to be um uh address for the for for contract the, procurement to have a better representation of blacks yeah i think so i think that um there there's quite a few things that we you know should address with it it just i would need to kind of look into that a little bit more to be able to say what each thing that needs to be addressed you know what i'm saying All right. Okay, so what about the focus of uh, there's talk going around about an elected school board? What would you be your position on there? The, did you say the elected school board? Yeah, there's talk going around that there should be an elected school board opposed to being appointed by the I'm sorry, by appointed by the mayor. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. are you, would you prefer I think that, yeah, I do, I do think that that would be a more fair way of doing things and giving more people an opportunity to uh, have an, uh, a chance to be a part of. Mm-hmm. Well, let me uh, kind of switch back a little bit to this. Uh, uh, now, you being a write-in candidate, mm-hmm. did... Um, Different organizations uh, forward to you questionnaires 
regarding uh, possible endorsements that you've been a write-in candidate? Yes. Yes. Oh, they did? Well, I, oh. Did, I did get different. I started out as a traditional uh, candidate, and I did get, you know, a lot of uh, uh, questionnaires and gave a lot of great answers, and I got a lot of calls, so, you know, and I just, uh, and I went to quite a few interviews, and they were just overtaken by everything, you know, it's just that the, the writing situation, unfortunately, I'm not, I don't think that they, um, that they uh, endorse when you uh, uh, write in because they want to take a, a chance on someone that is on that ballot because I guess the people, um, a lot of people may not know how to, you know, but I think that's one of the things that need to be put on the forefront about what writing is really about so people can know, just especially when it comes to, you don't want to lose a great candidate over just writing a name, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, one thing that I looked at, um, is that and something and I don't know if you noticed it uh based on the amount of letters that came in to uh the candidates regarding questionnaires and uh possible endorsement um questionnaires so to speak um one thing that I noticed that I only and I think I received maybe about ooh approximately maybe about at least over 20 or 25 uh, letters from different organizations uh, of questionnaires regarding the issues. Would you say that that was your uh, uh, same type of um, uh, response to you, about 20 Uh or 25? Okay. Uh, One thing that I noticed, and I don't know if you did, uh, that I only received... Uh, questionnaire from really two black organizations. Yeah, I I agree. And uh, for for me, that was the the Soul Slate and the Chicago Defender. Yep, that's it. Did you? Is, is that the same? You know what? No, I didn't even receive from Chicago Defender. Mm-hmm. That's so. That's 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 Soul Slate together. Just no, no, no. I just got Soul Slate. I didn't get Chicago Defender. Uh, uh-uh. uh. I so, only got Soul Slate. So, so I didn't even get two. Those, pardon? I didn't. I didn't pardon. get two. I got so, one. What's your assessment of that? Of all those questionnaires and letters that came to you from, for the most part, people not only from the 21st Ward, but not from the black community. And some of those letters and some of those uh, questionnaires, uh, after you asked them, they wanted you to sign them. Right. That was, that was, uh, um, forgive you, to me. I I was wondering, like, what's the purpose of the signature? Are you asking my just you want my opinion here, right? But yeah, they do actually sign them. I agree. <laughs> so uh, I I guess I'm making this here type of assessment based. I know, on... I know you grow with this. But go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, go ahead. Well, to me. Um, 
it was a, you know again this is my first time running for public office but what uh caught my attention is that i you know if to me it puts black elected officials in a funny bag yeah that you are signing away your position to folks that don't vote for you Right, and you're like your position to people that don't necessarily have some of those questionnaires do are a reflection of the city as a whole, and they do reflect your thoughts as far as how it may reflect in your particular ward. But right. for the most part, they are a reflection of organizations that don't come from the black community. That's right. And so yeah. a lot yeah. of the black uh, uh, candidates go through this process. Sign. I think that I went to one um, uh, adult session for the Chicago Labor Union. Mm-hmm. And when I went to that, it, it went. It was a room of maybe about. Thirty individuals sat around. <laughs> You're right, and I don't, I don't remember seeing but one black person in staff. I, I didn't see not one, and I got there. And so not just sat at the table that maybe opened the door. So yeah, yeah, yeah right. There was one that opened the door for us, but right, right, for right. the most part, you went in this room, and this big round table, and all these. Caucasians at this table, and I was the only black face at the table. And wow. so, and this was the Chicago uh, Labor Federation. And so, but to me, that was a reflection of many of the letters that uh, uh, that look to you know, the saying that we want, if you want our endorsement fill out this questionnaire and sign your name on the dotted line. Right. Uh, but, again, there wasn't no – now, what do you say that – how that – what that say for black Chicago, though? Is it well, that I, we I, don't I, need it or we're we not astute enough? You know. I feel like we we better get it together. we got to get on our P's and Q's where we can help one another and be able to give the support that we need to each other. We have to step out there and do what we got to do in order to be great businessmen and women and own our own stuff so that we can, uh, you know, support each other when it comes to giving out endorsements. Because, you know, they were giving like 5000 you know, it was the max. So, I mean, surely if we get the uh, black businesses together, you can put aside some, so, so much in order to give to the candidates when they run it, people that understand what's going on in your particular community and you be able to speak it just like it is and get that money in order to help your community in that So moment. is it a matter that do, uh, do you see that maybe it's a matter that the issue is right if the check is right and if the check ain't right, the issue is not right? Well, you know what? That's how they look at it. Like, you want our money, you got to be talking our language. But that's, to me, that's that's kind of un, that's unfair. You know, I need to be able to 
honestly tell you what's going on. You know, I'm wanting to to help the people and the ward in order to to um, better the, the city as a whole. So if I lie to you and don't keep it real with you about what's going on, and you give me the sufficient help that I need in order to improve my ward so that it can be a better city, I mean, what, what, what do you want from me? You know what I'm saying? Do you want it to get better or you don't? Or do you want to just stay better for you? Okay. Well, Dr. Uh, Tycoon, we're going to take a break, Mm -hmm. and we're going to come back on the other side of the break, and we want to continue this information. And I'm also going to ask you where you get your name from. So, uh, Sonia. Oh, great, 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 great. Go ahead. When we get back, right? Right. Uh, uh, Miss Purdue. I'm here. You're listening to Black Wall Street USA with Sonia Perdue, our host, Ron Carter, chairman of Black Wall Street Chicago, publisher of the South Street Journal, and candidate for alderman in the 17th Ward. Catherine D. Tycoon is our guest this evening, and she is running for alderman, alderwoman of the 21st Ward here in Chicago. And we're going to come back and talk about some of her uh, personal ventures that she has. We'll be right back after this break. We appreciate you joining us. Thank you so much.
We're back, and you're listening to Black Wall Street USA. I'm Sonia Cassandra Perdue, author of Black America, Asking Ourselves the Tough Questions, book one, 2010, 2010, available on Amazon.com, and also the founder of Chicago's Black Business Network.com. We have over 700 members now. Join us today and touch the world. Our host, Mr. Ron Carter, our host is Mr. Ron Carter, chairman of Black Wall Street Chicago, publisher of the South Street Journal, and candidate for alderman of the 17th Ward here in Chicago. We're going to go back to our guest shortly. Dr. D. Tycoon is currently running for the alderman of the 21st Ward here in Chicago. But we want to make a, a few announcements before we do that. Now, uh, first of all, our, our chat room is open. Our calling number is 347-326-9477. Our calling number is Three four seven three two six nine four seven seven. Want you to press the number one if you'd like to speak to our host, or if you have a question or comment for our guest. Want to remind you that Black Wall Street USA is on the air every Thursday evening here, seven p.m. to nine p.m. every week. And we want you to call in and be a part of sustaining and increasing Black businesses across the country. We do have a business focus. There are how many Black Wall Street districts now? Just in Chicago, 15, Ron? Okay, so we want you to be a part of that, and we want you to support these businesses. And uh, what we want to do, we want to remind you that Ron Carter will be hosting an open house and fundraiser this Saturday, September the 12th, at his new campaign office, 1000 West 69th Street here in Chicago. That's February 12th. Time is flying, isn't it? Saturday. 6 p.m. to 9 p.m., 1000 West 69th Street. You can call Mr. Carter's office at 312-624-8351 to RSVP and for more information and to volunteer, 312-624-8351. Now, the Temple of Mercy Association, they do so much in the community. That's Minister Tone over there, otherwise known as the Sax Preacher. The Temple of Mercy Association will be hosting its fourth annual Black Heritage Community Activist Award. They have so many events over there. I'm wondering how they keep up. But we want to give them their support. This, These awards, this activist award, commemorates excellence and leadership in the black community. And sometimes we do have to stop and say thank you for all the work that people do, all the work that people do. And, uh, Ron, I think we should create our own award uh, as we go across the country and, you know, find out what's going on out here. I think some of these people deserve awards and recognition for what they do, and we want to give, we want to, we want to set that up for them and do that for them. It's a great idea. I want to list some of the uh, people who will be honored doing, doing that ceremony. The Mayor Harold Washington Award will be given to William Doc Walsh. Topping. The Henry Mandrake Brown Award will be given to Enoch Muhammad. The Judge Eugene Pincham Award will be given to Reverend Harold Bailey in the, for criminal justice. Chairman Fred Hampton Sr. Award will be given to Chairman Fred Hampton Jr. The, the Dr. Margaret Burroughs Award will be given to Dr. Carol Adams. The Marion Najinga Stamps Award will be given to Diane Latiker. Uh, 
that's kids off the block over there in the uh, southwest, southeast side of Chicago. Dad does a lot of work over there. The Beauty Turner Award will be given to our own Ron Carter in the area area of journalism. The Barbara Sizemore Award will be given to Phil Jackson for education. The Lou Palmer Award will be given to Marcus Klein for journalism. For more information, and that event will be Saturday, February 19th, 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. at the Prince Hall Banquet Hall, 809 East 42nd Place, Chicago. And that is the Temple of Mercy, Temple of Mercy's fourth annual Black Heritage Community Activist Award. For more information, call 773-846-3091, 773-846-3091 to be a part of what they're doing over there. And they do a lot. Their, fate, their plate is always for, they've always got events going on over there. So we certainly, certainly want to show them our support. Listen to Black Wall Street USA. Let's go back to our host, Ron Carter, Chairman of Black Wall Street Chicago, and let's welcome our guest back, Dr. Catherine D. Tycoon. Welcome back to the show. Well, thank you very much, Sonia. Yes, there's a lot of things going on. Matter of fact, I feel very honored that the uh, Temple of Mercy has um, looked at me as receiving the uh, Beauty Turner Award. Um, it's a uh, uh, more than just an award to me, it's a very special honor because uh, Beauty Turner was the associate uh, editor of uh, South Street Journal. Uh, she passed away um, in uh, 2009 unexpectedly. Uh, uh, Beauty and I did the ghetto tours throughout the Chicago for over a year, and she came to South Street Journal uh, when we first started in 1994, and she came to the office and just told me, well, I'm going to write for this newspaper. I looked at her like she was crazy, but uh, since 1974 until she passed, uh, she has been a marvelous friend, supporter, and a comrade in the struggle uh, representing the people at the uh, the lower bottom, you know, no matter where that person is. So it's a great honor uh, to receive the award named after Beauty Turner. But more than that, uh, she was a dear friend as well. So with all of that in mind, um, she has a name, Beauty Turner. I always wonder where she got that name. She told me. So, uh, Dr. Tycoon, where do you get your name from, Tycoon? <laughs> well, D. Tycoon, D. is just for the, and Tycoon is the wealthy and powerful business leader. Um, it's just the, D. is just the ebonics version of the. Uh, I, I don't know, well, if a lot of people know that I am a praying woman, and that name oh, is a chosen came, name? Is a, you, you cho- a chosen name? That that is a name that was given to me by my uh, spiritual father, God. Oh, and it is okay. my legal real name. Very and good. a lot of people didn't know that. They're like, "Is that your real name?" Yes, my uh-huh. name is Catherine D. Taiku. <laughs> so okay. that is absolutely my name. But it just right. stands for the, the 
powerful, wealthy and powerful business leader. D is just for that. Well, uh, my journalism hat should never fail me. When I'm curious, I must ask, and that I'm very glad I did ask that. Uh, but even hey, let me make more, clear, let me make clarity to this as well. Wealthy and powerful business leaders is just not wealth and finances. Wealth is a wealth of wisdom, a wealth of discipline, a wealth of order. Uh, a lot of people think that it's just about when they see tycoon, it's about money just in itself. But people have to remember that having a, a wealth of wisdom brings finance. Before you have the wealth, you have to have the wisdom. You have to have that discipline. You have to have that order. That will bring in wealth. Okay, go ahead. Sorry about that. Well, yeah. Yeah, but no, that's, 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 just bring it down a little bit, <laughs> But that 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 falls in line with uh, my next question. Uh, okay. What do you foresee as far as uh, business uh, and the the type of businesses that we need to focus on, and the type of businesses that you foresee that is prime for the twenty first ward. Well, there are several businesses that are applying for the 21st Ward. Um, I just think that whomever the business owners are, we have to, you know, just come together, have more business um, meetings to find out what it is that they would like. I, I believe in teamwork. I believe in we come together and find out what will benefit the ward as a whole and get uh, suggestions from us all that would benefit us all, you know, and then go from there. Mm-hmm. So uh, when we uh, talk about the uh, uh, the the business structure of uh, the 17th Ward, I mean, would you see a what could be can really do good? What type of business can really uh, prosper very good in the 21st Ward? Uh, yeah, well, I'm going to tell you. The first thing I would think is that we need to get something for the youth to do. There is absolutely nothing for these kids to do other than the wrong things. So I think if we have some better recreation for them in the woods, 17 to 21, because we're so close together, line is ridiculous. You know, I think that... Uh, we need to get our youth something to do. As a matter of fact, I'm not going to just say to you. Even the grown people don't have nothing that constructive for them to do and have a great time and to create something uh, like we don't really have uh, family dining and, you know, things uh, in that nature that brings uh, a, a high quality of uh, jobs into the community and that right. and yeah. that brings right. unity. You know, um, yeah. we need something to do. Right. You know. Yeah, that right. I just got to jump in on you that yeah, the 17th Ward only have one restaurant. I mean, we have fast food places left and right, but as far as a fine dining, uh, we only basically have one, and that's really a cafeteria not a restaurant, and that's on the corner of 79th and uh, Racine. And the 17th, I think that the 21st Ward do have uh, Mr. G's on 87th Street, uh, but, you know, and then we do have uh, Vons on 67th and Ashland, but 
right. not only for the youth, as you indicated, there's not that much recreation uh, for the uh, the grown folks neither in, in the in nope. neither war. Matter, of, <laughs> you know, and I think that that's where a lot of businesses, um, a lot of people rather in well the 17th ward and the 21st ward leave out of the ward for social yep. recreation. Yeah, that's know, true. They don't re- they they don't have their social recreation inside of the ward. And all those people that way, you know, you're going to support their businesses and help their communities be better, better, and that's that got to stop. Well, the you know, take it. I'm just going to put myself in this position uh, to uh, piggyback off of you. Uh, as being a candidate, uh, you do make uh, uh, directions of where you want to take the ward and where the ward need to go. Uh, now, taking that you and I are going to do our utmost that we will be victorious in this uh, February 22nd, but do you see that whether you are there as alderman or not, uh, the same way as I, that there is a added responsibility if you don't make it? Yes, I do. And in what way is that? Well, one of the things that um, I think that I would continue to work with, because I work with it even now, and that was one of the reasons I decided as well to go ahead and run. Uh, African-American young men, this is like the primary thing on my list, that we need to strengthen the mindsets of them and give them that help and direction that they need in order to become uh, better fathers, better, uh, you know, become husbands in the households, to become great men for themselves and be the kings that they were already designed to be. So um, that would be, you know, one of the, 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 my primary, you know, things of sticking Are with you it. speaking of men in general or a selected Men, are you talking about marriage counseling or man responsibility? What are you speaking about? Well, I'm speaking um, of I'm speaking of responsibility. I'm speaking of uh, and you ask me which type of man. Well, you were speaking earlier about the men that were smoking weed or sitting on the porch doing nothing and okay. things of that nature, losing hope and and believing that they can do better and have more, you know, uh, the men that may have lost the hope, the men that may be out here doing the wrong things, gangbanging, drug dealing, uh, not going to school, not seeing that they have uh, opportunity to think big, set goals, take actions, and get results. Those are the type of young men I'm speaking about, the ones that's out here doing the killing and the shooting and the disrespecting of the seniors and the disrespecting of the household and not taking care of their families and and, 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 and looking to be uh, husbands and just having a bunch of baby mamas. Those are the ones I'm talking about. Let me, um, I'm going to give you a um, an assessment of two meetings that I have attended. Uh, one meeting. I think last time I li- uh, when I was living in the uh, 21st Ward, that was maybe about, oh, 
know, maybe about four or five years ago, I used to live in the uh, 21st Ward, and I went to a community meeting. And most of the community meetings are of senior citizens. Yes. And I went to a community meeting in the 17th Ward, and the meeting was approximately about 100 people. And of those 100 people, uh, there were probably about five people under the age of, ooh, under the age of um, 40. Uh, but what I heard from the meeting that I heard, uh, the meet, what I heard in the 17th Ward uh, was identical of the meeting I heard in the 21st Ward of primarily senior citizens was to lock them up. No, and if they was stop them, rather if they did anything wrong, then they shouldn't be concerned about being uh, stopped. So I did hear you say you can't do that. But how do you address that to really, again, the, the uh, I heard the same thing from a group of seniors in the 21st Ward as a group of seniors in the 17th Ward that their attitude was stop them, and if they didn't do anything wrong, they got nothing to worry about. How do you well, see, deal with their concerns? Thing, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How do, yeah, how do you uh, uh, feel their concerns and the concerns of the youth at the same time? Uh, well, how does that well, gap been, to be closed? Uh, Okay. Well, I've had to, it's funny that you say that I have to face those same issues that you're talking about with the seniors. And because at first when I, you know, got involved in being a community advocate, I noticed exactly what you're talking about. It was more seniors involved than it was younger people. Um, I'm 36, so I didn't see any young people at first. When I started having meetings and things of that nature, I may have three or four, maybe five or six people show up and it was seniors. So then I began to think, what is this? None of the young people are coming out. So I began to go out there with them and talk to them and find out the needs of them and say, hey, why are you, if I if I was a genie and I could give you uh, anything that you want to write, you could be anybody that you want to be, what would that be like? And I just began to build relationships and find out what it is that they really need outside of what they're doing at the present time. And you would believe we would call a meeting and there will be over 100-something people there and it really wasn't a lot of, it was maybe about 20, 30 seniors, and they were even surprised. Even when we would go to Capsby, we begin to take, like, and when I say Caps, I mean the Chicago uh, Police Caps meetings for the different beats. We would bring so many people with us, they would have to bring our chairs and didn't understand what is really going on, what do you have going on? Well, what we have going on is somebody that got out there, Built some relationships, built some relationships, and found out the needs of the people, and let them know that hey, here I am, and this is this is why I'm really why I decided I'm telling you to get 100% in with this because it's it'll be hard. I can take my professionalism and combine it with being a community advocate 
and really give what the community needs. And that's somebody to really give them that attention that they need in order to create unity, in order to create peace, in order to create the mindset of uh, uh, working a, re- a legal job and uh, the mindset to want to go back to school and be educated, a mindset to know that they can again. You know, and the mindset to say, hey, okay, yeah, they made mistakes, okay, but who am I to just point at them and just say lock them up and I don't, you know, do as I say I I, I, I would do as a Christian woman or man, because as black folks, we believe in Christianity. So, you know, you're supposed to reach out to your brother or sister, you know, and help them where they fall and help pick them up. And, and instead of, you know, talking about the problem, be a part of the solution to the problem. Mm-hmm. So uh, the uh, would you say that reaching out to the, the young men and to be able to lift them to another level will be, uh, how would you look at that as being part of a legislative agenda of being alderman? Is there any particular legislative action that you would take upon uh, in uh, addressing the, uh, the issues of the youth? Yes, I would. Well, there... <laughs> First of all, with education, a lot of the young people, and I'm, I'm gonna, you know, go with this part. I'm gonna stick with the education as a part of it because a lot of young people don't have the help they need for the parents that's in the home. So the parents that's in the home don't have the education they need in order to help their children with what it is that they need. So. A lot of times we need to fight for education even for the adults in our community, you know, to bring in programs to give them what they need, job job training and skills building, you know, to help them to become uh, what they need to be to themselves as well as their children. And a lot of times, uh, go ahead, you should say something. Yeah. Okay, well then with that, um, having a, is there a particular um uh, ordinance or legislation that you see that needs to be passed or introduced uh, in order to address that? Yes. From a city council member uh, 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 role? Yes, I think there is. Um, well, one of the things that I do uh, want to partake in is, and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going back to the business aspect of it, because we got to start somewhere with the businesses and creating jobs in order to to give job uh, opportunities and in order to maybe start what you call job training. You know, you get trained and you work and you get paid while you train is what you all have going with the uh, Black Wall Street. I think that that's like an excellent way in order to train uh, and to introduce an ordinance that will uh that will uh help and complement what we're trying to do in the world in order right. to help our black people. And because if they always see people outside of their race got it going on and nobody in their race got it going on, they they figure, you know, we can't have it going on or I can't learn from nobody. You know, we hopeless. So I, yes, I really think we that I, mm-hmm. I really think that the uh, ordinance 
uh, the neighborhood help ordinance, you know, something in that nature would just be great. Okay. Well, we're getting ready to uh, close the program for some other announcement. I mean, it was really a pleasure uh, you being on our program. You and I are going to have to get together. Uh, okay. Well, on two instances, one uh, that we are going to be having this uh, press conference on this uh, parity legislation. I definitely want to uh, forward information to you on that to see if we can uh, uh, have your support in getting this legislation passed. In addition to that, being uh, neighbors as we are, we are going to have to collaborate on our two wards. And with your leadership and with your insight, uh, I have to admit that your um, policy and direction is definitely a mirror of mine. So uh, we want to move forward. I want us to move forward together. And in doing so, as we close out, uh, do you have any um, uh, last words you want to share with our listeners? Yeah, well, I just enjoy being on the show, and I'm I'm hoping that all the listeners will um, take heed to everything that we said on tonight, and and just make a good decision on bringing people into your ward. If you live in the 17th ward and you live in the 21st ward, make a wise decision. Go ahead and vote for Ron Carter for the 17th ward and make him your your alderman because the man has the right mindset. And when you see people that have been volunteering and been working before they even thought about being an alderman, those are the type of people that you want. You want the people that has been working for the community, helping in the community, even before they try to run, just not for a position or a job or a paycheck, but they're doing it because they have a love for the people and they want to really see you do better. And for you to do this radio show and for you to do the newspaper and all of that, that in itself says, and you and it's for the black people, that in itself says, hey, I want more for the black people. And that's the majority what's in your, your ward, black people. So we want to... Uh, uh, make sure you all vote for Ron Carter. And anybody that's in the 21st ward, I don't want you to punch nobody that's on that ballot. Don't punch mm. nobody. You know, just, just write, write your name in. Huh? So and when you say write your name, it's an empty box. Just write Tycoon and fill in that little arrow like you got to do for everybody else. All you got to do is write T-Y-C-O-O-N, Tycoon. Uh, and that's not right. remember. Well, we're going to push that, and we, as we get the uh, paper out uh, next week, uh, definitely get us some information. Or oh, we'll talk before then, so that okay. uh, we can get you in the paper and get you a part of this press conference next week. Uh, you know, it's been a pleasure talking to you, having you on the program, and um, we, matter of fact, we're going to uh, probably talk uh, with maybe by tomorrow or uh, by this weekend so I can fill you in on this parity legislation. But then again, thank you for being a part of the Chicago's Black Business Network of Black Wall Street, and uh, we're going to definitely follow up with you. So thanks again for being with us. You're welcome, and thank and you for having you. me on the show. Hey. So I'll write uh, our listeners, uh, write that name in, uh, uh, D. Tycoon, uh, so that we can go ahead and have some partnership in City, uh, City Hall. Thank you again. Miss Sonia hey, Perdue. To, I'm here, yes, Mr. I Curry. Yes, I called your name. 
Yes, sir. I'm on cue. You're listening to Black Wall Street USA. This is Sonia Cassandra Purdue, founder of Chicago's Black Business Network, with our host, chairman of Black Wall Street Chicago, Ron Carter. Want to thank Miss Cynthia D. Tycoon for being with us this evening. It's a pleasure. Uh, we want to talk to her again. She does have a TV show. She's got a lot going on. She's got a lot going on. We got a lot going on too, Ron. Uh, I'm going to mention a couple of things, and I'm, I'm going to give you the floor for like two minutes. And uh, ETS events, yeah, about two minutes. ETS events in conjunction with South Street Journal will be hosting a community resource and job fair on February 15th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. at Bond Elementary School at 7050 South May, and that is in the 17th Ward. For more information, you should contact Stanley Martin of ETS Events at 708-362-3125, 708-362-3125. That is a job fair February 15th, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. If you go in the archives and listen to our Tuesday show, that is one of the job fairs that we did list in addition to some more upcoming job fairs. So click on our, our show page right here at blogtalkradio.com slash cbbn and pick up that information about these job fairs and pass it on. Also, tonight out there, is there an open mic going on out there in the 17th Ward tonight? No, right? it's changed to Monday. Monday, Monday, Monday. Monday, 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 <laughs> Monday yeah. night over at Vons. What's that address over at Vons? 6737 South Ashland Avenue. Okay. And this starts like about 6 p.m. or 7 p.m. over there? Yeah, 7 p.m., open mic, rappers, uh, uh, singers, and uh, I have to admit, it's get pretty loose, but it'd be fun. This is sponsored by uh, Ron Carter, the 17th Ward, and he might even do some rap himself with his Old is, is that right? You working on your rap? Okay, I might have to come see that. I might have to come see that. Now, mm-hmm. also, um, I want you to briefly talk about what's going on tomorrow at 11 a.m. over at the offices of the South Street Journal. Wow, how you have time to campaign, Ron? And also, you have something coming up on the 12th. I'm gonna turn the floor over to you, Ron. What's happening tomorrow at 11 o'clock? Oh. Oh, Cheryl Gavin is having a meeting at the offices of South Street Journal. Ron Carter is not all of Black Wall Street, uh, Sonia. There's other people involved (laughs) in Black Wall Street. There's other people that do stuff at Black Wall Street. Ron Carter is not all the meetings. Yes, the meeting is held here. It's going to be about accountability of state funding to these community organizations that the state has been sitting on their butts about, and so there's a committee meeting to get those funds released. Yes, I know about it, but Ron Carter's not going to be in that meeting. Cheryl Calvin, our vice chair, is heading that uh, operation up. Okay? But I I knew you knew about it. That's tomorrow (laughs) at 11 a.m. at the offices of South Street Journal. And you never right. know, he may be here. Okay, now what's going on in February 12th? Uh, we uh, opened up our office warming for the 17th Ward. That's at 1000 West 
169th Street, the new Black Wall Street District. The 17th Ward is kicking off its office to win this election, and as we do so, we're inviting the community to come. Yes, it's a fundraiser, so bring your $1,000, and if you only get if you haven't got no zeros behind that $1,000, just bring that $1. But we hope that you find $1,000 in that mattress somewhere so that we can get the necessary funds to kick us over the hump for this election on February the 22nd. So we're going to have uh, some food. We're going to have some nice guests. We're going to have some nice conversation. And it's going to be almost like one of our Chicago Black Business Networks gathering where people are there introducing themselves and giving their testimonies and really making this here a whole good uh, format in winning this election on February the 22nd. So everybody come on out and join us, be a part of the uh, celebration and the pre, uh, it's almost like a pre uh, victory party that we're going to be having on 69th and Morgan at our new campaign office. So that'll be Saturday, February 12th, 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. at 1000 West 69th Street in another Black Wall Street district. For you more information, it. enter RSVP. Call 312-624-8351. 312-624-8351. You should see Ron out there in the ward this weekend. Stop and say hello to him. If you don't oh, see yeah. him, call him over here. Call them over here, 312-624-8351. Didn't you say that's a 24-hour 24 operation, 24 hour operation, Mr. Carter? Yes, it is. We got a, a major block club uh, meeting at 10 o'clock that Saturday. Then we got the automatic debate at 4 o'clock. We got the... Uh, 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 the the office warming at six o'clock, and then after that, there's a lounge right across the street uh, that we're going to go and party at as well. So, uh, 69th Street is definitely going to be the next Black Wall Street district. We got our office there, and we're claiming it victory for the 17th Ward to be an example for the city of Chicago, and we're going to get rid of that stereotype about Inglewood. We're going to build Inglewood up so that it can be known throughout uh, the country as nothing is impossible. Uh, like one organization in Inglewood says, uh, Inglewood if, so Inglewood will be. That's right. So we're so. looking we're looking real good about uh, this focus. And we're looking good about it because it's a calling from the community that do want, uh, uh, and I, I hate using that term, change. Uh, I'm looking for that word. We're looking for a new implementation, a new style, a new focus uh, to get rid of the norm of what we have been used to in this political town of Chicago that has a history of organizing people to be disorganized and we turn around and blame it on ourselves, whereby we are missing the point of how our system of of corruption, our system of individualism has 
put us in a position of thinking that we are the enemy of our own opposed to the powers that be uh, puts us in a position of blaming us as the victim. So we're so looking forward punch, to it. Let's punch 57 in 2011 for the 17th Ward, Mr. Kern. You got it. 57 for the 17th Ward, and we are going to make that an example of what an alderman should be. So I feel good. My uh, volunteer staff is feeling good, uh, and we want the city of Chicago to feel good. Uh, Dr. Tycoon did have a real... Uh, set tone of where we're going to be as far as the mayor election is concerned. Uh, we got some very serious issues there, uh, and which we're going to have to work out right away so that we can set the tone of not only new aldermen, but who will be that next mayor candidate, uh, who will be that next mayor, and how they're going to set the example that they are truly a representation of the people opposed to a representation of special interest groups. Thank you so much, Mr. Carter. We want you to punch 57 in 2011 for the 17th Ward. Ron is also on Facebook. Uh, if you're not familiar with Facebook, if you're not familiar with his campaign and his platform, there are some videos out there for you to review. We want you to take a look at them and pass them on. Ron, we, we wish you much success. You're listening to Black Wall Street USA with Sonia Perdue, founder of Chicago's Black Business Network, and Ron Carter, chairman of Black Wall Street Chicago. Tune in next Thursday at the same time, but don't forget the fundraising. Saturday, February 12th, 1000 West 69th Street, 6 to 9 p.m. Call us at 312-624-8351 for more information. Good night, everyone. Good night now. Have a good one.